Thanks for listening to the Bold City Bros. Catch us on Spotify, SoundCloud, or Apple Podcasts every Monday evening. Also follow us on Instagram at Bold City Bros Podcast or Twitter at Bold City Bros. Also visit our website at boldcitybros.home.blog. Two, episode five of the Bold City Bros podcast. Recording this pod for the first time, not in my house, but at Cam's house. Yo, anyone who's listening to this, y'all need to understand. There's, there's like some about Cam. He doesn't invite people to his house. That's like a thing. He's exactly. by far the best. It's because I'm family. Quotation mark family. Uh, and what would this podcast be if we didn't start out by grilling Cam? That's like the. That's, that's like a tradition. Every week, podcast. I feel like I'm just getting roasted. You should be, bro. I, I like to just, you know, do what I want to do, chilling. I don't go do what the move is. I'm not trying to hang out the house. I guess that's my <laughs> explanation for that. Can I apologize? Can I just go ahead and have my official apology out there then for the past 10 years? We'll post it on the Twitter account. All right. I might have an official announcement coming out on the Twitter account. Stay tuned. Might be a nice little paragraph dedicated to the Bull City Bros. Well, there's one way you made up for it. You brought our very first guest on. We have to introduce it's an honor to be here. the Jacksonville Jaguar fanatic himself. I'm so honored. Noah Frost. Y'all's presence Welcome right to the, the unofficial four. I've been waiting for four weeks to get on this podcast. He's been hitting us up constantly. We get a lot of fan mail. And he's, we saw Noah. he's watched hours of film. I was probably the first follower on Twitter. Probably the first listen. He's watched hours of film. He submitted a resume, actually. It's a it's a nice not actually, didn't actually fat resume it's not that true. just says I'm a Jaguar fan and we're like wow <laughs> he, he's ready to, he's, <laughs> he's literally one of the Bulls. No, his resume was showing up to Melo last Thursday and saying I'm here for the Bulls. That's right, bro. <laughs> Dude, y'all should have showed. It was too packed. We couldn't get in. Dude, we, literally, we were Melo was a 40 minute away. We're like, ah, ah. we're just gonna go watch uh, Gardner Minshew tear it up at somewhere else. Get torn up. <laughs> Or that. It's for the cheeks up. Yeah, Noah's been a Jag. No, actually, Noah, introduce yourself to the squad. Yeah, I'm just a, just a normal guy. Loves the Jags. I'm ready for the preseason to be over with. <laughs> it's curtains. It's, definitely, it's definitely already curtains. It should be two games, but that's a whole nother. Y'all need, y'all need to do day. what that's I do. It should be. Y'all need to do what I have done in the recent years, which I couldn't do this time because of peer pressure. But y'all need to do what I normally do, which is boycott the preseason. You don't watch it. Mm. I'm like that weird Republican, like 65 year old man. When 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 the team when takes Colin the lead. started kneeling and stopped watching the NFL. <laughs> Dude, I'm like that guy. You know what the, the Jaguars say to you? They don't care. <laughs> I the preseason is so moronically stupid that I in the past have refused to give it a listen or give it a view. I feel less bad about it since we went and watched it somewhere where the TV was going to be on anyway. True. So I didn't actually contribute a rating. So I feel good about that still. We already talked about we already talked about the whole once you uh say you're boycotting the Jags and not watching the game, uh they don't care. But anyway, you're already to get into a little bit in case you missed it real quick. <laughs> sure am. Alright, in case you missed it, first thing, Rykel Armstead is cleared for practice after uh, a minor concussion scare in the Ravens game. He got a heavy load, played pretty well. Um, I liked what he brought to the table in the game. Yeah, I do too. I think he can be a good uh, third string back. Yeah, and he can be a good um, kind of extra four net, if you will. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Depth, depth at running back is massive because we saw last year we were down to our practice squad running back coming in and out of the game, and that's what you don't want to see. Yeah, you really never want to see that. And then I don't – I was not impressed really at all with Alfred Blue. So it just seemed like he didn't want to be there. Yeah, no, he looked like he but was. But I mean, just his offensive line was. I was bad. Credit. Man, was bad. Offense we'll get line. to that too. Yeah. We'll get to that. Yeah. yeah, we'll get to that later. Um, I just I didn't love Alfred Blue. I don't even know if he can be a great third down back. Um, not great. I I'm not gonna overreact there. But uh, 
Whatever. I, I like I like Armstead. I like that he's clear. I like that he can keep keep practicing. That's good news. Um, he okay. runs really hard. He like, does. I, I don't he know does. if I've seen a back run that hard. That's what I said on the last podcast. He goes yeah. 0-60 so quick. He yeah. just gets after it. Yeah, for sure. Um, speaking of running backs, uh, Benny, Cun- Benny Cunningham was cut on Sunday, I believe. It was Sunday. Yeah, Benny Cunningham was cut Sunday. That's a stupid name. <laughs> Benny Cunningham. That is a stupid name. The, really, the main person that this matters for is Thomas Rawls. Yeah, it looks oh, like he's true. Like, I didn't think about that. I about that pretty Thomas much Rawls. means he has, he almost has a roster spot guaranteed. Because yeah. I pretty much think the consensus of the Jaguars will keep four running four backs. Running backs. Yeah. Um, I think usually kind of the rule of thumb in the NFL is if you have one really good running back you believe in that doesn't get hurt, you keep three. If you're top running back has injury history such as ours you keep four so i think thomas rawls has secured a roster spot and if benny cunningham didn't get hurt and they didn't cut him because of his injury i don't see any way thomas rawls made it out of camp so this is big news for him um gets to be on a roster this year in all likelihood um okay moving on let's move on to wide receivers chris conley had an excellent week in baltimore and he was cooking (laughs) torching Jimmy Smith, um, not to be mistaken for the Jaguars' great wide receiver Jimmy Smith, corner Jimmy Smith for the Baltimore Ravens, who is their best corner, was put on the trade block this past week. Imagine that. They saw that video, right? Cooking a, a there were corner. two videos, bro. I just saw the one where like all of a sudden he was in the screen and Chris Conley was like still in the screen and Jimmy Smith wasn't and he like caught the yeah the streak. first video the one you're talking about. Um, was Chris Conley ran some weird route. I have no idea what it was, but he just absolutely he cooked him. And it was in one-on-one receiver corner drills. And the second one was in 11v11 scrimmage, and Chris Conley burned him deep and caught a deep ball and full, full through a beautiful pass. It's weird seeing that. I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm so excited. Um, okay, staying on Chris Conley. Uh, today, he got in a little mix-up with A.J. Boyer in practice, got after it. We are filming this pod on Tuesday, August 13th. Uh, but yeah, so today at training camp, Chris Conley, AJ Boya got into it. Jalen came along as well. Um, I, I like that. I love it too. Honestly, because I think that at this point in training camp, you should be hating life right now, mm-hmm. and you should be pissed. At guys, guys are sick at each other. Yeah, you should be pissed, especially like those guys, because those guys have been going at it all camp. You should be pissed at them at this point. Like, you should be wanting to fight somebody. You should be angry. If not, then, I, in my opinion, if not, there's something wrong something with Something wrong camp. with yeah. Your camp has to be physical, and you've got you to be frustrated at this point. You're, like, going at these same guys over and over and over, not hitting another team. And I love to hear that, honestly. Yeah, it gets old. I love um, how it's, like, two of our best guys at each position, yeah. too. Like, it's, they're not scrubs, like. Conley could be our best receiver. Yeah, Jalen's definitely our best corner. So, three of our best guys. Yeah. Yeah. AJ and AJ. Yeah, and AJ, too. Yeah, I wish there was a video. I was trying to find a video. I couldn't find one anywhere. I think it was during the, the non-video part of uh, yeah. practice. So All like, the media was there, so they could report on it, but they couldn't video anything. Damn. Yeah, apparently Ramsey had to, be, had to be like pulled off by the coaches. Ramsey got in a fight last year, though, didn't he, too? With one of the media guys. Well, yeah, that was with Philip Hellman. That was kind of a different thing. He, well, that was the Ngakwe thing, right? Yeah, it was the Ngakwe-Dante Fowler fight. Yeah, they got and hit. And Philip Hellman was who, recording him. Who was writing for the Times Union yeah. and writes for The Athletic, got a video of the fight, and then Jalen looked at Philip and Good said, for hey, Philip. cut that shit off. <laughs> and Philip was like, no. Philip kept recording. I love that, Philip. No, I love Philip. I've met Philip. He's, he's, first of all, he's hilarious. He's so funny. He's like really sarcastic and just funny. But I also love him because he's not scared of anything. Like in, in the press conferences and everything, like he will keep asking questions. Like he yeah, will most reporters in that situation would probably back down. Dude, yeah, especially team reporters. These guys are such pussies. It drives yeah. me insane. Um, anyway, moving on to the offensive line Cam Robinson. Um, is healthy now, magically. Somehow, That's some weird. way, we're not really sure. He wasn't even going to be ready for the start of the season, and now he's ready for today. So that's <laughs> kind of awkward. That's kind of yeah. that's fishy to me, but mm. I don't want him to get hurt again. That would yeah, so. I, I really we, hope they're not pushing him back. I think we might know why he was activated, though, right? Well, I'm confused. Everybody, everybody has a everybody has a, a thought. Of I why mean, he was activated. There's an idea why, but like, still, like, I'm confused, like. 
why they thought because it was a video of him dancing that came out right yeah <laughs> yeah so like why why was he even you know like if he's able to do that shit why wasn't he even like on the it makes me wonder like what was going on in his side of it that he thinks like he can dance but like still be okay with being out for the next four weeks mm. you know what i mean like makes me very concerned yeah and his he was, side. wasn't he super out of shape too yeah i heard i heard the reports of that too yeah so it's like that's a problem all the way around because that that's a guy that you want to be a leader on the offensive line. So I don't I don't I don't love that in more ways than one. But I mean, look, if he comes back and he plays well and he's healthy, then I guess it's water under the bridge. Who cares? But I mean, I definitely think that's something to be concerned. Yeah. About looking, uh, looking forward. Um, okay, let's stay on the offensive line and move into our first topic of the day. Um, I want to talk about offensive line because I think the offensive line in kind of a weird way epitomizes this team. You have um, really so, – so let's pretend that we're in a perfect world, okay, for the Jaguars' offensive line. You've got, for all intents and purposes, a really good left tackle. Uh-huh. You've got a rookie with super high potential. You've got someone who has shown to be – one of the best guards in football in Andrew Norwell. And you've got one of the better centers in the Linder. NFL in Brandon Linder. Now, Jawan is a rookie, so we can call him a question mark just because he's a rookie. And then the other three guys, AJ Can's terrible. I'm just not going to talk about AJ, AJ Can. <laughs> Do you see AJ Can playing center in preseason? Yeah, I did. They're, they're kind of messing with that. But I don't, I don't even want to. Everybody was swapping positions in preseason. Yeah, talking about AJ Can makes play. me sad. Yeah. <laughs> but, he but the other three too. guys, I feel like, in kind of this weird way, epitomize the Jaguars because you have a guy like Linder, who's solid, usually there, but I mean he's missed games because he was sick. Uh-huh. Like who in the who in the regular season in the NFL misses games because they have the flu? Like that's just such a Jags thing to happen. <laughs> You never hear about that. You know what I mean? Like what? Imagine imagine you're like yeah Tom Brady's not playing he's got the flu. Like, what the hell? What? Food and then um, uh, Norwell is the big free agent, the high-priced free agent. Norwell has to play well this year. If he doesn't play well, we're going to have problems. Yeah, I don't know if we can cut him. I think he might have like still like almost all of his contract guaranteed yeah, next no, year. There's so. no way we can afford to cut him. There's yeah. another guy we also can't afford to cut, which really sucks, but I want to talk about him later. But yeah, if Norwell doesn't play well this year, we're in trouble, man. Like it's gonna be rough. We need that the interior part of the line to play well, because that's where it starts. If it's not gonna, if they're not gonna play well, then we're not gonna be able to run the ball, and it's just gonna be a disaster. It's gonna yeah. fall no, apart. Yeah. yeah, and you see every, you, you, I mean, you see that football, and especially NFL football, when everything is so so competitive, everything builds on itself. You you look at the twenty seventeen and twenty eighteen Jaguars. You're not talking about a super different roster. You're just talking about a couple guys go down, and all of a sudden it's a totally different season. And this stuff builds on itself. So probably the most, probably the biggest concern I have for this team in general is the offensive line depth. There's still none there. Oh, it's it's it, not it's non-existent for sure. The only the only useful offensive lineman that you picked up after the end of last year was Jawan Taylor. That was it. And how can you look at last year's offensive line and justify doing that? I just don't understand. Like, you're telling – okay, listen. If this offensive line, just like the Jaguars, just like the whole team, if this offensive line stays healthy, then, yeah, they're good. But you could say that about – Anybody. Well, you could say that about, like, 20 to 25 – like, listen, Houston's offensive line is going to suck no matter what. Yeah. But, like – there's probably 20 to 25 teams in the league that have fans saying, yeah, if our offensive line stays healthy, they can be really good. Who okay. Was... Well, it's the offensive line. Guys don't stay healthy. That's just not how it works. You're going to have one or two injuries throughout the year. Maybe not a season-ending injury. Cam Robinson's, Cam Robinson's injury last year was, was unlucky. You don't get that every year. But, I mean, to pretend that you're going to have a season – where all five offensive line starters just play all 16 unscathed is unrealistic. It's not going to happen. Who was our, who was our fourth-round uh, pick last year? Uh, Will Richardson. Will Richardson. And also, I'm glad you mentioned him because 
There are reports that Will Richardson's playing really well. Well, he's coming. For like AJ he's Kane. he's almost going Dude. for Kane's spot. Yeah, that would be so nice. That's and just having that a, someone that can play tackle too. And that's Dalton, almost you know that's always the plan. Literally, um, when I was at my internship the other day at Ten Ten XL, um, and Hayes was talking about Will Richardson, Hayes Carline, who reports for the Jags for Ten Ten. He was talking about how how well Will Richardson had played, and. And Hayes is very candid. Like, he, he will tell you if guys were bad, if guys were good. So if he tells you a guy's playing well, it means something. Um, I thought of you when he was talking about that because last week in the pod you were talking about hoping for a standout player, either in practice or in the preseason or in the preseason game against the Ravens. And we were talking about how we, we'd really prefer it to be on offense. Because, damn, if we could have a receiver or a lineman or somebody step up and someone we weren't talking about last week be someone that we're talking about this week, and it seems like that's Will Richardson, and I love that. If that guy can take A.J. Can's spot, that's great for two reasons. Because first, again, I don't really like A.J. Can. He's never impressed me very much. On an NFL field, he's just kind of a dude. He doesn't suck, but he's just kind of he's there. There, yeah, yeah slightly below average for sure. He's the Avery Jones of offense. He's just kind of there. He's not horrible, but he just kind of exists. Mm. If every if everyone else can't play, you throw him in, and you're like, whatever. He's a filler for sure on the yeah. line, which so is nice for him not be the starter. If we could have him, which is probably part backup. of the reason that he's playing like that's center. good depth. That's exactly what I meant. If yeah. Will Richardson steps up and becomes a good player, which at the time he was considered a great pick. He was considered a steal. People were like, I don't know how this guy fell to the fourth round. So if he becomes a solid player and you have A.J. Cannon back up, now all of a sudden you have a little more depth. And, and I like it better. But still, this offensive line, I think everyone concerns me. Does it? It definitely I, let, does. Uh, let, me, let, me, let me do this. Let's go around the room. Highly concerned. Moderately concerned, not concerned. No, I'm highly concerned because of what we saw. I mean, it is the first game of preseason. We don't really need to take a lot into it. But offensive line on last, whatever it was, Thursday night was brutal. I mean, if somebody goes down, I mean, we're going to have somebody go down. It's just the nature of the game. We need to have depth. And if this guy that we drafted is better than Cam, let's put him in and have Cam be the backup if somebody gets hurt. But, yeah, I mean, I'm pretty concerned. And if A.J. can't – sorry to interrupt you all really, really quick. If A.J. can is versatile and, play, and can play a little center too, then you have a solid backup at two positions. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. anyway. The more yeah. positions you play, the better off you Exactly. Play. Yeah, and even if um, Will Richardson doesn't have the ability to start over A.J. can, at least not in the beginning of the season, we know Will, Will Richardson can play guard or tackle. So yeah, that gives true. you a solid backup at tackle as well. That's true. And you know what? If he does start a guard, all of a sudden Cam Robinson goes down, Jawan Taylor goes down, you have room to move people around. With AJ Cam back at guard, move Will Richardson out of guard to tackle or somewhere else. So it gives you opportunities. So uh, definitely highly concerned as well. I agree with you, Noah. Um, for sure, watching the Jags game on Thursday night, the offensive line was definitely things stood out the most. Just like, God, what is happening? And that's kind of the moral of the story last year when all the backups were in. And so I also doesn't help that like, Tanner Lee was back there just like holding the ball for like eight <laughs> seconds at a time. Uh, that doesn't help at all. Um, zero completions with three sacks does not look good at all. Um, yeah, definitely highly concerned. I really hope, um, I really hope that that standout player will be Will Richardson. Um, and kind of like what Graham's point all the time is like, I can't believe that, we went the whole offseason, didn't really improve that much, or then draft a wide receiver. That was Graham's whole thing. And it kind of makes you the same thing about offensive line. It's just like, it almost worse though, because we drafted offensive linemen, thank God. We also got rid of Jeremy Parnell. So that's kind of the, a replacement, hopefully a better replacement. But then it's like, our like best backers were still Josh Wells and Tyler Shatley. And it's like, what? Like, do we not work on that? Like, do we not learn a lesson watching yeah. them last year? So yeah, overall, just highly concerned. Uh, I'm more moderately concerned just because of the point of Wilberson starting to play well. I know we have issues with swing tackles. Josh Wells, not good. Cheeks. But, you know, we'll – I don't really want to say, like, they will get hurt. I'm going to hope they don't. 
I'm gonna bank on them that they don't get hurt as our left and right tackle. Ooh. But You're gonna bank on Cam Robinson not getting hurt. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Well, <laughs> that's yeah. That's that's definitely I guess a problem. That's more more what I'm concerned about. Inside, I'm not as concerned. It's more why I'm moderately concerned. Well, I'll give you this though. If Will Richardson turns out well and can also play tackle, then that's massive. For then us. I'm a little less concerned. Mm-hmm. But but continue. No, I, that's pretty much it. I, I do think the the tackles, swing tackles, left, right. Juwan Taylor hasn't had a history with um, injuries in college, but has already like had a what was it, a foot or a knee injury in the Ravens practice. And yeah, he did. That was, was that was like something I was like, wow, I'd, I don't want to. Like, just a minor thing. I don't want overly like yeah, I don't want to overly like freak myself out. Like, all right, is this the beginning of a guy who's gonna start getting hurt while he's in the NFL? And obviously Robinson coming off the ACL is concerning, but I don't know. I, something about it just makes me feel like we're going to be okay. That's why I'm only moderately concerned. What caused Jawan Taylor's stock to fall so hard? Like, why why did he end up in the second round? It was an injury in the offseason. It was. Yeah, but it wasn't like a serious thing. It was just kind of a weird thing. It, it was kind of a weird deal because he played. I mean, he played every game yeah. his senior year at Florida. And he played every game his junior year at Florida. So it's like, uh, <laughs> he didn't have an injury history in college. But anyway, um, we, we touched on it a little bit. Uh, the Ravens game this past week. Um, yeah, the offensive line looked rough. Um, the offense in general looked rough. Um, Gardner Minshew threw for 46 yards, I believe. It was in the 40s. Yeah, it wasn't very much. But <laughs> that, that great. Um, and they only crossed the 50 once. Oh, I didn't know that. I was waiting on it the whole game, and they finally did it. They crossed the 50 yep. one time. He lost his helmet, like, 17 times. Yeah, I mean, dude, for real. Grief. That was insane. That was on purpose, dude. He was yeah. trying to expose the Mississippi mustache. Yeah. There was one there play on where he lost television. his helmet, his headband, and his mouthpiece. It was the one where he bobbled the snap. That's amazing. That's the one that clapped clapped in the end saw. Zone. That yeah. one went viral on Twitter for sure. That um, was okay, almost so, like getting hit by a train. <laughs> so, uh... To continue kind of what I just did with the offensive line, let's just let's move this into quarterbacks. Backup quarterbacks. Exclude Nick Foles. Backup quarterbacks, mainly Gardner Minshew, because there's a very good possibility that by the time the Chiefs roll in, he's the only other quarterback on the roster. Not concerned. Mildly concerned. Highly concerned with Gardner Minshew. My answer is highly concerned because I like him. And apparently he's thrown a lot better this week. But, I mean, I still got to see more. And with a better offensive line, I'm sure I would see more, to be fair. Um, but, but, I mean, you are talking about Nick Foles, a guy that when he's played, when he's been the guy, when he's been the starter and played long stretches, he has had an injury history. And he hasn't had an, he hasn't had an injury history the last two years with the Philly Magic, but that was because he wasn't playing very much. He was just waiting until Carson Wentz got hurt, and then he would take him in the playoffs. But that does concern me, mostly because I, I don't know if I believe in this team to keep Nick Foles upright the whole season. And if Gardner Minshew goes in, I haven't seen enough to be confident that we, don't, that we won't lose a lot. I think we're going to lose a ton. Uh, the fast answer to this question is the season's over if Nick Foles gets hurt. That's all I can say. That was kind of my response. I'm like, when you said not concerned or highly concerned, like, I feel that. But I feel like it's almost, I'm not concerned at all. Because if Nick Foles goes down, I'm just like turning off my TV. That's it, man. Game over, man. It's game over. What the fuck are we going to do now? No, it's, it's, it's concerning that we have our faith in a backup quarterback or a rookie quarterback as our backup to a win now team. Um, I, yeah, we just haven't seen enough to even think he could take over for a half of a game if Nick Foles just has a stinger, a concussion, something, and he comes in. I, I would be very, very concerned for the team. I'm probably, I'm not that concerned, honestly. I mean, the dude, he had like no offensive line in that first game, and it was the dude's first NFL game. I mean, we got to come to slack. Yeah. Drew Locke looked horrible in his first game. Yeah, he looked terrible too. But, I mean, he didn't have any receivers out there. I mean, he had Chark and um, 
He was charged for like yeah, Keelan Cole. Yeah, like for like three or four plays. He had he had a touchdown on the first play of the game. The first play of the game, and he just missed it completely to Chark. And that was thrown by seven yards. They weren't. They definitely weren't. Yeah, Chark. Chark clearly ran a route that Minshew wasn't expecting him to run. So. Those are kind of tough because you don't know whose fault it was. Yeah, but I mean that was like his first NFL throw. Like I'm not gonna grill him for it. Yeah, yeah, no, no. Like I'm less concerned because of the actual game. Yeah, I'm just more concerned with how big of a drop off he is from Foles. Yeah, that's what I'm more. I think he's got good potential. I'm not hating on his game. I just think I'm in the right now situation. I don't feel good him taking this this team over. Would you rather have Cody Kessler? Or no, no. absolutely not. I'd rather have Dee Westbrook play quarterback. I saw someone on Twitter asked if we should trade for Chad Henney. Worst take like, I've ever heard in my time. I was life. like, I wouldn't trade a beer at the Bud Zone for Chad. <laughs> I was like, here's the thing, and and the guy responded to me. He was like, "Well, have fun with Gardner Minshew," and I was like, "Here's the thing, dude. Gardner is a rookie." He can Gar- throw the ball. Like, dude. Gardner's got a lot Give of time. room to get better. We know what Chad is, and that's Cheeks. Chad is terrible. <laughs> Check down like, Chad. Cheeky Chad. Cheeks. Like, Check down Chad. I watched Chad take over the season for a full, like, I watched Chad for a full 16 games win two. So, like, not that Gardner would, you know, have a nine and seven year, but, like, that was Chad, like, as a vet, like, years into the league. So like absolutely not. If if they're gonna be cheeks, I'd rather I'd rather than be a rookie because at least there's hope. To make you all feel better is at least like I mean we've gone, what is it now like, eighteen years now with like not great quarterback play and we still like made it to the playoffs many times. So I mean you look at like two seasons ago with Blake Bortles like we almost went to the Super Bowl. Exactly. As long as the line can stay healthy and we have a quarterback that doesn't that doesn't throw pick sixes constantly. Then we at least be decent. Yeah, I mean our defense is probably the best defense in the league, so we're gonna depend on them. It's between it's between the Jags and the Bears. Yeah, but speaking of Cody Kessler, like, are we about to play Cody Kessler? Is that Cody Kessler's Dude, it's, revenge it's tour game revenge on Thursday? Tour. He's on it right now. <laughs> He's back, and he wants the revenge. I think we should give him a standing O. Like when he runs out of the tunnel. <laughs> Dude, the standing O, bro, I think we should all just turn our backs. Like the classic <laughs> high school basketball game where like they're announcing the starters and we turn our backs. So. Everyone's like, yeah, it's the Malik Jackson revenge tour. Like, nah, bro. Bro, we de- he, de- he deserves a standing O, bro. Malik Jackson was a good player here. He was good. He, he- just wanted eight bajillion dollars every year. Yeah, that's what kind of hurt, for sure. He didn't like our cap space. Yeah, that one, that one was he hated our cap space, dude. <laughs> Um, so some quick, uh, other little nuggets from the week and a question. Um, how long until Alex Magoo gets cut? Tomorrow. Give me a time. I'm just kidding. <laughs> nah, dude, he needs, this is how bad of a situation we have at backup quarterback or I guess third string. Tanner Lee is yes. the worst Jaguar that's ever played. I'm keeping Magoo <laughs> over Tanner I'll Lee. Take, I'll take Magoo on the practice squad over Lee. If Lee is somehow on the practice squad... I will, I will, I rebel. I'm not. I'm not going. I'm not going to the games. The play, the the series <laughs> in that. that. Game. Just joking. If, I'm joking. I'll be the weak one about it. What if he's on there as a gunner on special teams? He could be. We saw him at training Dude. camp. He was on special at teams. practice. Me and Noah were at practice, and he was literally he was a gunner. A gunner. That's awesome. and he wasn't on the end too. He was like in the middle. Like, he was coming down the team. <laughs> he's getting out of there, bro. I respect Dude. someone that's trying his heart out to make the team. Taylor bro. Lee's head hunting, bro. I mean, if, but if he's I respect special. Doug Marone for saying, I literally don't give a single fuck if you. Dude, are. we don't care about <laughs> your body, bro. Matter. Just go throw yourself at some like returner. Like you're not making the team as a quarterback. <laughs> you are literally just a body on this team. <laughs> Y'all, the series though in the game last week where Tanner Lee, two sacks. We were probably on the ten yard line. First, first down, sack. Second down, sack. Pick six. Third down, drops back, pick six. Dude, like, I mean, that's probably – I mean, you can't get any worse than that. Very bad. Oh, this is bad. That's, like, that's it. Oh, that that's was tough. bad. Dude, I remember we were watching with our buddy Ethan. And Ethan was like, after the first two sacks, Ethan goes, yo, if he gets sacked again, I'm leaving. He throws a <laughs> pick six. <laughs> and he gets up to leave. I'm like, yo, Ethan, bro, like you, you said a sack, dude. You have to stay. <laughs> That's that's hilarious. Um, so is Tanner Lee more of a gunner or a quarterback? 
He's more of a I'm gonna say stand on the sideline and holding the clipboard <laughs> kind of guy. Nah, bro, he's sitting in section <laughs> like two thirty next January. He's in the upper ball, dude. He's in the nosebleed. Bro, if you're, if you're on the sideline holding the clipboard, that implies that like if everything hit the fan, you might go in. But like if everything hit the no. fan, I'd he's scalping tickets to Dalton. Yes, bro. <laughs> all right, no, actually, actually, serious question: Would you rather see Terrell Pryor or Tanner? Bro, Lee Terrell Pryor all day. Yeah, it's not even close for me. I'm taking Terrell Pryor. Yeah, easily. Put Terrell Pryor in a Wildcat package and see what happens. I would love yeah. to see that. In all <laughs> That'll honesty. be awesome. That would be so cool. Chiefs, he, could, he could be the backup quarterback. I mean, probably it's probably yeah. Dude, Chiefs week one, bro, we're going to go to the concession stand, go to the fucking Chick-fil-A stand, dude, and Tanner, Tanner Lee's going to be handing out chicken sandwiches, dude. <laughs> dude. Hold the clipboard. Hey, we're like, hey, thank you, Tanner. My pleasure. <laughs> um, okay, so one quick positive from uh from the week two dbs cj revis and tay hayes cj revis is an animal yeah. I mean, every time that dude was he was lurking I'm excited. he was all over the field yeah so i think have both have both of them do y'all think barring injury have they secured i think spots? at least cj revis has i think tay hayes might need to show more yeah i'd agree i'd agree with he's you. a five yeah. nine corner tay hayes if you're a number. corner and they give you number 40 you've got more to prove. yeah and you're five nine you <laughs> you're, might you're need to stick if to you're five nine playing corner go in the play NFL, baseball you have Murray. to you have to show out yeah. it doesn't happen that you're on yeah, the NFL true. team no, i agree with that revis though he's he's made the team i like i like him like knowing him as a backup safety I'm comfortable with that. That's yeah, good depth. a little bit of depth and safety for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Two young um, guys back there. Yeah. Uh, let's stay on the defensive side of the ball and talk about 2017's oh, first round draft selection. The Jacksonville Jaguars select Taven Bryan, defensive tackle, Florida. Appreciate it, Dave. This Mr. is a great I'm, pick. I might send him out with Tanner Lee if he's Mr. Taven. <laughs> um, okay, so... Taven Bryan, we let Malik Jackson walk, as we just mentioned. Malik Jackson was going to be really expensive regardless. Okay, so it was they a, a big reason they let Malik Jackson walk was to um to give cap space and sign a guy like Foles. Like if you don't let Malik Jackson walk, I don't know if you are able to sign Foles. Yeah, no, I think Malik Jackson. I mean, it sucks to see like the. Jackson five like you know, go out or um end. Oh, I guess Dante Fowler left, so it's already over. But like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't even think he counted though. Yeah, that shouldn't count. But um, he was definitely a good player, but dude, he just cost way too much. Like, there's that isn't really even debatable. The production he was giving you is not worth what. Yeah, what it was just it was a great decision. So yeah, it had to happen. And ideally. It works out well if you let him walk, if Taven Bryan becomes serviceable, but we're still not seeing him being serviceable. I haven't seen anything. I mean, and he was playing against the threes the other night, and he didn't even get a tackle. Y'all, listen, he played 36 snaps and got zero tackles. And he's That's a first-round pick. because they're running away from him, dude. Think about the guys that we could have <laughs> had instead of Taven You're Bryan. Right. We could have Lamar. We could have had Sonny Michelle or Chubb. We could have had oh, Hernandez. So Oh yeah, they could have had some Michelle, dude. That that hurts. They could have had a lot of guys. So that's that what we say Will every Hernandez, year. Dude, Will Hernandez. Will Hernandez. Do I want Will Hernandez? Everybody thought we were gonna I, get. I yes. remember Dalton was a huge Will Hernandez. Dude, I was guy. dying. Imagine I have Will Hernandez instead of fucking AJ Can right now, dude. It'd be saucy. This hurts, man. Mm. This hurts, man. This is a usual conversation we have. That was like, oh, we could have had him, him, him instead. We're yeah, we could have had a lot of guys. I was screaming at the TV, screaming. I I thought it was Will Hernandez. That's what I'm saying. We've kind of hit on this before. Like every team has these like what ifs in the draft. Like you know, we missed on this guy. Like drafted this guy when should have gotten this guy. Yada yada yada. And it's easy to sit there and do that. But I do think that kind of similar to like when when I was sitting there talking about how bad of a draft pick Leonard Fournette was. Um, Taven Bryan was similar in terms of the position. <laughs> like, how how do you end 2017 after the Patriots game, after the AFC Championship loss? How do you, after that game, evaluate your team, go into the draft, and think, okay, let's draft the defensive lineman. That's who we should get. No. Like, what? I don't understand that. And we, 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 we already talked about it. You desperately needed offensive line depth after that year. 
Yeah, desperately. And, like, yeah. you have... The thing is, like, I get that sometimes if there's literally nobody on the board and there's, like... Like, look at Josh Allen. Like, that was an obvious pick. Like, we didn't need a defensive end. Like, we got two stars. But, like, there's an obvious star. And, honestly, like, there weren't really many other options. Like, TJ Hogson, but, like, do you want to pick a tight end at seven? Like, there's, like, question marks. But you have Will Hernandez. So, like, Will Hernandez on the board. I'm sure there were others, like, right there. Like, Sonny Michelle. We knew Leonard Fournette had his issues. And you pick a depth player to like that's a that's a project. Yeah, you pick a guy that you know is not going to be really good in minimum two years. Right. And it's like, I don't understand why you would do that when you're a team clearly in win now mode, and you have multiple guys you can draft that can help you right away. You needed a running back that can catch out of the bad that can catch you out. Could use a receiver too. Bad yeah. And you needed receivers. I I I Riley Ridley was on pick. the board. And, cool and Taven Bryan to this day is showing you nothing. And if they were to cut Taven Bryan at the end of this year, four point six million in dead cap. Yeah, no, there's no way we cut him. And I think you I think can't. it's a, you can't. I always feel bad when you talk about two years. And I was kind of on this train for net too. I feel like you have to give at least three years in order to fully evaluate someone. Like to be fair, Taven like he was not going to be able to prove himself last year just because we had our defensive line was probably our strongest unit. And, so, and you had a guy that played his exact style and position that was obviously better. Exactly. And so we had a ton of money invested in. So. Literally, this is the second year we've seen one preseason game. So um, I actually saw a little bit of upside. One thing that I noticed about Taven, obviously I noticed that his name was never being called because he didn't get a single tackle or sack or really anything. But I noticed that an upside to all of this is that he wasn't getting penetration. I saw a few times. Like he's... Uh, I remember his whole thing in the draft was, like, his step was so quick. And so I actually saw that a few times, and I didn't notice that at all last year. Maybe it's because this time he's playing against twos and threes. But I noticed on several drives he was, like, pretty deep in the backfield a few times. So hopefully he's improving, you know, and hopefully throughout this year will be something. But I think no matter what, it's definitely a step down from Malik Jackson from last year. Oh, it's, a, it's an enormous step down. Even if he plays at a ceiling. Yeah. And Coach Marone didn't seem as concerned as the fans did about Taven Bryan. Like, when they asked him how he he felt Taven played against the Ravens. Everyone's making fun of him, not making tackles against twos and threes. But Marone was like, I thought he played well. Yeah, he was He was definitely, like, kind of surprisingly optimistic. Um, we'll go ahead and play that real quick. What did Taven do to stand out to you on Thursday? Yeah, I thought I tell you what he did. A, you know, he did a nice job of getting off the ball. He did a much job of getting off blocks. You know, he was in the backfield. Um, it was you know it was just really excited, real improvement that you know we've been pushing, 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 and now now you can see it. So it's like um, you know now you, you know we're hungry as coaches. He's hungry as a player because we really feel if we can just get you know. Get another, take another step this week. Take another step next week. You know, now all of a sudden we've got a guy that's going to be making plays, you know, for us on Sunday. So uh, that was exciting. Yeah, so, Taven, uh, please be better, bro. Hopefully he proves us wrong. Hopefully we're sitting here next year and he's the next J.J. Watt. You never know. (laughs) You never know. If we could look back at this pod and say, wow, we're a bunch of dumbasses, then I would love that so much for Taven Bryan and for the Jaguars. If Taven Bryan's really good this year, you're looking at a completely different team. I really believe that. Yeah. So That'd be a big deal. All he needs is one game. If he, if he has one game where he comes out, gets a sack, gets confidence. a couple tackles, gets some confidence, yes, his whole perception changed. Yeah, no, I agree changes. with that. Um, okay, so let's move on to Dalton's little corner. Pick of the week, baby. Pick of the Let's week. Let's get after hey. it, baby. Dalton Turall, Redmond numbers guy here the with the guy. pick of the week. And this ah, week, guess who we have? Quincy Williams. With the 98th pick in the 2019 NFL Draft, the Jacksonville Jaguars select Quincy Williams, linebacker, Murray State. Here we are in the uh, bottom of the third round. I did 400 guys, CD. 400 players I worked on. Quincy was not one of the guys that I did. (laughs) We saw him at the NFL PA game. That's right. Out in Pasadena. 
and when he did that week in practice, and it was a really disjointed week in practice, you have to understand that. Remember how a lot much of it rained that week. And they were trying to find places to practice. Yep. One day really got wiped out of just ballroom stuff. But every guy I talked to that talked about this kid talked about speed yep. and suddenness to the football. And that's what he brings to the table. So if you're talking about him going to Jacksonville, which already added someone like that unexpected in Josh Allen, but now he'll play back more of an inside guy you, to get to the football. Look at you. That's the way to fill it. Like, this is the team right here. This is the team because let me just say this. I saw it. Congratulations to Jacksonville. You stumped the truck. We don't have the video. We don't have one of those as we call the baseball card. Ready? And by the way, get ready for Saturday's stump the truck. Saturday came early. Do you have information on Quincy? No, because Charles took care of it. But what I do remember from the NFLPA game week, I, it was raining. I blew out my tire up in Pasadena. Yes. I was sitting on the side of the road having to change Listen, listen, the old there, there's my Quincy Williams evaluation. Maybe we should just show John ja, ja Morant. Yeah, exactly. Highlights. I was getting ready to say, maybe the only guy who can guard John ja Morant in the gym might be Quincy Williams. He gets a body on him. That might be it. We have heard a lot about this guy, um, namely because we did not expect him to be significant in our team at all this year until, you guessed it, Talvin Smith just ended up kind of going crazy. Or something. <laughs> don't really know what happened there. We're but not even sure. <laughs> something happened. At this point. Uh, but It'll come out at some point. Ten toed down. The truth, about <laughs> Tal- the truth about Talvin Smith will come out at some point. Later on when this is kind of a thing of the past. It will come out eventually. Well, hopefully he's back with the team next year, and we'll. Oh, that'd be about dope. It. Yeah. Maybe he'll like right. he'll, he'll get a Super Bowl ring, and they'll like tell us like I just want to take a year off. <laughs> that still, was it. He's still on the team. Yeah, hey, I just wasn't feeling it. <laughs> All right, Talvin. Uh, but Quincy Williams, he was drafted in the third round, the second pick of the third round by the Jaguars. Um, he was ninety-eight overall, and uh, I totally forgot about this, but he's the brother of Quentin Williams. Yep. Who is picked number three? Bless you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> number three overall. Dude, Quinton Williams is the most wholesome person. He's probably my he's favorite so person funny. on this earth. He's, he's, he's like, yeah, was, so he was like, yeah, I was just going over stuff, playing with myself. That's not that's weird. Not weird. <laughs> Did you hear him the other day, though? They asked him, like, yeah, we'll go ahead and run that clip as well. My rating, I got an 80 on Ultimate Team, so I'm going to go play with myself today. So, see how I feel. That came out weird. <laughs> <laughs> They asked him what is what he felt like being in the NFL, and he's like, it's kind of like playing Madden, but being in Madden. <laughs> like, it was Quinn response. So in depth. Yeah, I love that guy. That's awesome. Noah's oh. a diehard Bama fan, by the way. Roll so this is, this is close to home. That's right. Um, so back to Quincy. Um, Quincy Owens is probably the biggest surprise of the Jaguar draft. Would you guys agree? A hundred percent. Yes. No, I, I agree. I feel like it's kind of like a consensus thing. Like I don't know, I don't know where he was on the boards for everybody else. Um, I think some people like didn't even really have him being picked until like seventh round, if not at all. Well, I would say he and then Josh Allen, but not because the Jaguars drafted Josh Allen, but because the Giants passed on Josh Allen. True. That yeah. was probably like equal shock, but that wasn't really the Jaguars' decision. True, as far true. as the Jaguars so did making Oakland a choice. Too. Yeah, what? Oakland drafted yeah. Farrell instead yeah, of Josh true. Allen. That's that was true. a big one. So, Dude, and the Bucks, they got Devin White. Yeah, yeah Devin White's White. really good, though. He is good. Dude, we, could, we could use him right amazing. now. We, we could, could use Devin White. Right. Yeah, yeah, and because Devin White can defend the pass, too. Yeah. But anyway, continue. Um, so, yeah, he's probably the biggest surprise perspective. Like, of, we picked him, and everyone was kind of like, oh, like, what are you doing? Um, but watching his highlight tape, like, he's kind of like the defensive uh, Ryquel Armstead. Like, he's just kind of raw force and speed that just kind of, like, hits people really hard. And um, apparently he's pretty good at coverage, too. And so um, he's injured. He comes back. I think we're expecting, like, around a week one return. He will be our starting week side linebacker, as you all know. And uh, he's probably been maybe the biggest talk of training camp. as how impressive he's been. Would you say that before the injury we were looking at would, would you say that the best-case scenario for Quincy Williams was playing out before his injury? Like I was saying when we dra- or whenever the um, Telvin drama went down, the best-case scenario was that Quincy Williams was really good and you didn't lose much. Mm-hmm. And with how good he was looking at camp, 
And with him being, you know, the unquestioned starting weak side linebacker, would you say that before his injury, the maybe quote-unquote best-case scenario for Quincy Williams was playing out for the Jaguars? Yeah, for sure. And one thing that um, with all the hype, and the train camp hype happens every year, so you can't read too much into it. But almost like it was like if Quincy Williams was bad, I'd almost be surprised at this point. And like four months ago, he was, you know, the biggest shock shock of the draft. Like, what are you doing? But from what we've heard and um, what Doug Marone's had to say about him, it's almost just like, you know, like I expect this guy to be a solid starter. Hopefully the injury doesn't hinder his um, progression at all. But, yeah, I'm definitely excited about him. He's going to be – I think he – I hope. He has the potential to be the – like the best show out for his place in the draft. Obviously, Josh Allen's probably going to be the best player, but he kind of has the best uh, potential to surprise people. Does he have the ability to be Ngakwe-esque? Obviously a different position, but I mean, I mean in terms of third round, not a lot expected out of them. No one really knew who they were. Yeah, I think... Being a star. I think definitely. But I think with Ngakwe, people like kind of like... Um, kind of expect him to be, like, kind of good. You know what I mean? Like, they like, quality backup type thing. But I think Quincy, I think a lot of people would think, like, thought, like, yo, what the hell? This guy, like, he's not even going to be on a team. He's from Murray State. Murray State. Yeah, like, Murray State. He's not a basketball player. He's not John Moran. (laughs) He's He's from Murray State. He's not him. (laughs) Exactly. So I was like, what the hell? So I think he does have the potential, same potential in the the way that um, it's kind of a guy no one knows about and he can show it and, you know, a couple years down the road, like, be one of the elite in the position. I think definitely potential is there for sure. Um, and obviously that would be the best case scenario. So I think that's definitely, um, that's high hopes for him for sure. God, it's just so hard to gauge like what exactly we're getting with Quincy. I mean, like you see it on the tape, like super fast, physical. Other than that, like you, you don't see a lot of highlights because I mean, he's not playing like he's not playing good competition. Power like, fives. You know, yeah. like, Backing up in coverage and like, cause guys in that like those leagues like they're they're not. But he can fly. Out. Like I mean, when he hit some pick sixes, I saw. I mean, that dude's running. Oh, he's he looked fast. like a running back. He's he was super fast. This is what Coach Roman. We said that last pod. I mean, he's one of the fastest player, if not the fastest player on, on the, the Jags right now. Yeah. Um. Okay. So Quincy, I have really high expectations for Quincy now. From everything I've heard, my hopes are super high for him, and I'm really excited about seeing him getting on the field. Yeah, definitely, definitely excited. But once again, you have to kind of like. No, we haven't even seen him in one game. So, you know, it's just like... We've just been hearing rumors. Rumors and, and highlight tape. Training like, camp, yeah. like Cam was saying, the tape speaks for itself. Like, we see someone playing like that. Obviously, his competition wasn't very strong. But you see someone playing like that, it's like, whew. Like, the guy has a ceiling. A high right. ceiling, for sure. Absolutely. When he hits Absolutely. people, it's like he's laying Oh, it's a, it's a big time, man. fast, too. Exactly. That man can run. And if you're a weak side linebacker, you better be able to run. Yeah, no, right. he, And especially he, if you're going against Mahomes week one, you better be able to run. Yeah, he is the model of a weak side linebacker. So, hopefully, he can show out yeah um all right let's move into everybody's favorite topic the stat shack baby all right i'm putting the first stat shack on myself all right because i got a pretty good one i think i'm actually excited for my stat shack um so as we know jaguars took a pretty nice l in preseason game numero uno 29 to zero Total goose egg. So, it made me think. Okay. Well, you're headed into year three of Doug Marone. How has he fared in preseason games so far as the Jaguars head coach? And my research showed me that he has been five and three. Well, actually, if you put the Ravens game in there now, five and four. So, not that that's like you know, some crazy interesting stat or anything, but I think it's interesting to see that a guy that has a winning record so far in the preseason and a guy that is known for playing his starters in the preseason has made a total 180 this year, played absolutely no one in week one. The reports say we're playing absolutely nobody in week two, and the reports also say that it'll be regular go for the first quarter in game three, which is even less than a normal team. Most got most teams play their guys the first half of week three. So and just interesting to note that a guy that has a winning record in the preseason and a guy that is known for playing his starters at least a little bit in the preseason is literally completely changing his 
his MO. And Doug Marone's usually an old school guy. He's usually a really, really tough practice. Lots of reps, lots of reps, lots of reps is dialing back. And I think that's because he's been terrified of injuries. Um, but let me go through the list real quick of our record from the past two years of the preseason. Because as we know, the preseason is the thing that everyone overreacts to and then forgets about in a month. So, in 2017, the year that they went to the AFC Championship, the Jags started off the year with the team that finished their year, the Patriots, mm. and beat them. The Jaguars beat the Patriots 31-24. to And then the Bucks beat Jacksonville 12-8. to And then... The Panthers beat the Jaguars by one point, 24-3, and then the Jaguars beat the Falcons 13-7. to And then the next year, the Saints beat the Jags 24-20, to and then the Jags beat the Vikings 14-10, to and then the Jags beat the Falcons 17-6, to and then the Jaguars beat the Bucks 25-10. to So, obviously, all of those scores look a lot better than 29-0. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't really matter if... They step into week one and play well, but I just thought that was an interesting nugget. An interesting preseason nugget. Yeah, and also to add on that, um, it's important to note that the the Ravens are like preseason champs. Like over the last... The Ravens in the last... They're like undefeated yeah, the last 14, three years. 14 straight. They've won 14 straight. <laughs> and no, think, think, think about this. Lamar Jackson played three drives. Yeah, yeah I don't and understand here, here's Here's one thing that people weren't really noting that... I think is really important to note. Um, a lot of, you know, different reports I saw and different shows I listened to and whatnot, they were talking about that game, talked about, yeah, you know, the Ravens played their starters for a little bit, but, but then they took them out, and you you were backups going against backups again. Well, that's true, but by the time the Ravens' backups were in, the Jaguars' third stringers were in. You're 10 or in. Yeah, it's a chain. It's a chain reaction. Oh God! It's a chain reaction. The Ravens' backups were delayed because they put the starters in. Mm-hmm. So you're dealing with playing better players later into the game, and the Jaguars are constantly a step behind because you didn't start with any starters. So I think that is important to note. Like people seem to not care about that. They're just like, oh, it's backups playing bad. No, that does matter because you're talking about the Jaguars had guys that are probably not going to make the roster playing early in the third quarter when the Ravens didn't really have those guys going in until the fourth quarter. And it's like, that matters. Especially when Lamar Jackson literally played the whole first quarter. So, that was just something that I thought was interesting with that. That is that is interesting. Sure. Cam, you want to go next? Sure. You know, dude, I might just take over the game here. Go ahead and go after it, boy. Um, so, First thing that comes to your head when you think of the Kansas City Chiefs is Patrick Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, Sammy Watkins, Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey. It, the list goes on and on. But something that you don't ever think of is running backs. I mean, uh, Carlos Hyde just got signed. Well, but, not with Kareem Hunt gone now. Yeah, that's true. That's, that's what I'm saying. That's to my point. It's, you don't think of running backs as of right now. No, no, you can't even say who the starting running back is, and they're the favorite to win the Super Bowl. Yeah, that's crazy. It shows so, how much the league has changed. Exactly, and this is exactly my point. I thought it's not really something that came to my head. Like, what exactly is the like? This is just how it goes. The Kansas City Chiefs are just rewriting record books, passing, and I thought to myself, when was the last time that? An NFL team didn't throw a pass in a game. What? That's a good one. Are we going back to leather helmets? We are talking 1950 was the last time a team didn't attempt a pass and they won. Was it the Jacksonville Jaguars under Tom Coughlin? <laughs> <laughs> it, surprisingly, the answer is no. I definitely had to think about it for a second. It's probably Leonard Fournette's like great grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> Nathaniel Hackett's grandpa, dude. <laughs> dude. December 3rd, 1950, the Cleveland Browns beat the Philadelphia Eagles 13-7 to without com- 
attempting, not just complete, not even trying to throw a pass. If you were to ask me what two teams played in a game where no one threw the ball, I would have said Browns, Eagles. Like, I mean, yeah. Browns had. <laughs> did they to even? Did Browns. they even have receivers on the roster? Like, Dude, what was I bet the you deal with that? Wing T, just classic, like True. Providence Stallions football. Yeah, how do you, <laughs> how do you prep gone. for that? As your uh, DC, like, coming into that game. Dude, I guarantee you Tom Coughlin was at that game. He was like, wow. That's where he learned. He's yeah, like, wow, he's you like, can win like you this. You can win a game. They didn't even throw the ball. So That's awesome. That's just something. Uh, we're playing the Chiefs week one. Had to just They just came to my head like, man, they're going to be throwing the ball every other play, if not every play. I mean, what happens if they start to run the ball? 1950 didn't throw the ball. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. That's awesome, Dalton. What you got for us? All right, so I, I'm gonna ask you all. I'm gonna ask you all to guess a few times here. Um, the right. kind of whole bunch of I'm like ready for it, baby. Many stats inside of it. So, so when we're hearing about the reports of Jimmy Smith on the trade block. It reminded me of, hey, we used to have a Jimmy Smith on our team. Look at that. And so my question, my first question for you guys is, guess who's guess who's the Jaguars? All-time uh, leader in reception yards over their career. I don't know. <laughs> it might be Jimmy Smith. It might be Jimmy Could Smith. Be. It is not. Ooh, it's Keenan. No, it's I'm fucking fuck with y'all. It's Jimmy Smith. <laughs> <laughs> I love how all of us. <laughs> <laughs> it's Keenan. Oh, it's Keenan. It's Keenan. It's Keenan. <laughs> it was Jerry Porter. Oh. Jerry. <laughs> My man, Jerry. Let's go. Um, but for real, it was Jimmy Smith with um, 12,287 yards. Pride of the crazy. Jags, baby. Yeah, let's get it, baby. Over 10 years. How crazy is that? Over 1,000 yards a year on average. And so, he has, he's not even being considered for the Hall of Fame. And that is it's where we're going next with this. Um, guess all-time ranking where Jimmy Smith is for most receiving yards um, in their career of all NFL receivers or tight ends. We're going around the room. Yeah, let's start um, with Noah. Well, let's see. I know the top two right now are... Oh, yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. Sorry. I'm just going to throw a number out there. I'm going to say 26. Grim? It's definitely higher than that. I know it has to be. And well, it was pretty... I think it was like 12 or 14 when he retired. So our people were like, yo, he's not even going to be considered. He's like top 15. But uh, what's your guess? Um, let's say 19. All right. Oh, you said 26. You said 19. 26. All right, Cam. I'm going to say 30. 30? Mm-hmm. All right. No was the closest at 26. You're really close, Graham. It was 23. 23rd all-time. Yep. That's not bad. Not bad at all. Especially and like I said. What is that? You're, you're talking tight ends and yep. receivers. Yep. That's a lot of dudes. Yeah, that is a lot of dudes. It's a shit ton of dudes. And, and you're talking about a guy that had a... An, a relatively short career. Yeah, because uh, I don't know. This is kind of a low note fact. We'll throw this in here too. But uh, the, do you guys know what uh, Jimmy Smith's first NFL team was? Yes. I do. The Dallas Cowboys. Dallas. Yep. He played for um, one, one season, had a whole bunch of injury issues, and he never caught a regular season pass. Was he on the practice squad? He was all. He was like I think he was drafted by them. And then he, he was on the actual team. I think he had the mode at practice squad. But he was on, this is a very, very low known fact. He was on the Eagles practice squad for a little bit there in 1994 before the mm. Jags picked up in 95. Nice. Never knew that. But um, guess, all right, this is, this is kind of the real stat. Guess, so he's 23rd overall in receiving yards of all time. Guess how many players in front of him, so 22 to 1 are also not in the Hall of Fame and aren't eligible. Ooh, that's a, that's a good one. That's a good, like... And if you want to name any, of. go ahead. But Sheesh. let's get a guess. That's already hard enough. If you're asking me to name them, there can't be that many. There's not very many. There's got to be... One of them, I'm going to say three. One of them is a former Jaguar. Let me say five. We got and, three from Noah, five from I'll guess Graham. that former Jaguar is Keenan. And we got. Oh wait, no, that doesn't make any doesn't sense. Doesn't make any sense, Graham. <laughs> and then we got Cam. What's your guess? We got three out of Noah, five out oh, of Graham. I know who and it then is. We got, it's Tory Holt. Yeah, it's Tory Holt. Oh, I knew it. It is Tory Holt. Tory Holt. But guess how many are in front of him? Three. I said three. You Noah can't say three. three. Two. It's four. Dang. You should have guessed four, Cam. <laughs> right in between them. 
And uh, yeah, do you guys want to try to guess any more? We got um, Torrey Holt is one of them. Torrey Holt is pretty high up there. He's 16. Is it Isaac Bruce? Isaac Bruce is another one. Isaac. three of them? What year did Torrey Holt Holt play uh, with us? 2009. Okay, so that was like pre-2012. Calvin Johnson? were just the days that... The dark days. Is Calvin Johnson Johnson on that list? Calvin Johnson isn't eligible. Yeah. Oh, it has to be eligible. eligible. Yes. Oh, okay. Sorry. Yeah. Wait. So there's four. Are the other two receivers or tight ends? Uh, let me look real quick. Hold on. First, Isaac Bruce is number five of all time. Is not in the Hall of Fame, which is crazy. That's crazy, dude. Right. And then um, the next highest one is they're both like dudes I honestly haven't heard of. Uh, once fifteen played for the. L.A. Rams, the Redskins, and in his, his career with the Patriots in 1998. And the next guy was 19. Um, played from 1984 to 2000 in his career with the Redskins. Played mainly with the Patriots. Any guesses? Jabbar Gaffney's not one of them. No, I was no. literally just about to say Jabbar Gaffney, but 1984 is way yeah, too early. I, I didn't think that made sense either, but I'm trying to think of Patriots, guys. Yeah, I don't know. I'd give up. Irving Fryer. There's a Patriots I guy. never would have guessed that. Do y'all know who he is? Like, I feel like I've heard that name. Nope. I don't know. Never heard. That's the first time I've ever heard that. He's 19. I mean, he played for 16 years. Jeez. So, who's kind of cheating. One? Next one is the guy. He kind of bounced around the league. He was with the LA Rams first for a while. And like I said, in his career with the Patriots in 98. Henry Ellard. Nope. No idea. Never no heard idea. of him either. Isn't that man. crazy? Like, they're out there in the, like, books. And y'all have never, like, none of us heard of them. Wow. It's kind of sad. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if they played for like 8 million years, then it's kind of like, whatever. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's true. How is Isaac Bruce not in the Hall of Fame? Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. Fifth overall? There has to be some story behind that. There has to. Maybe he's know. got some off-the-field problems. Yeah, I mean, just like Jimmy. It could yeah. be the same kind of, hopefully it wasn't crack. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> the Jag special. <laughs> but, but uh, yeah, I don't know what it is. I'm sure there has to be some guys. I mean, how can you be number five all time and not be consider i mean he played for 15 years which is a while for sure but i mean i know isaac bruce is all-time great you know and like yeah. i wasn't even really alive watching the games he's a household name i feel like yeah, for most for sure. so, sports fans yeah so that's my stat check all right i like it wow anyone got any final thoughts uh we need to look forward to the preseason game a little bit what time is the preseason game tomorrow it's Thursday. it's Thursday night. I think it's That's Thursday seven. Thursday. I'm going to say 7.30 maybe. Seven. I don't want to throw off the... Uh, uh, it's at 7. It's our first home game of the year. Back We're at back the bank. We're back at the bank, baby. Back Let's at go. the bank. Slot Is Jacksonville going to jump off one of the lights for preseason? You don't think? Oh, has to. Oh, has oh, to. Has We're kicking it off. This is, Dude, he's this in preseason form too, bro. He's in training camp, bro. Marone could be holding him out. <laughs> like all the yeah, bro, probably like sat him down. He's like, in a we're not playing. Yeah, <laughs> him and Ngalik, we were holding out. No, honestly, I just hope we see some more guys play. I want to see Terrell. Last week was <laughs> it was pretty hideous. I'm not gonna lie. Oh, last week it was, was pretty tough. bad. I just want to see some receivers play. That's what I'm saying I want to see Terrell. Okay, I know Foles is not gonna <laughs> play, but maybe Ronnie Harrison in the back end of the no. secondary. Throw him out there no. for a series. No. Ronnie Harrison yeah. won't play, dude, 100%. What are you talking about? What are you talking about, no? Just a series. Just give him a series. Like dude, <laughs> if he gets hurt, bro, we're going to have to play C.J. Rivas week one against the Chiefs, bro. It's just not going to happen. That's Doug Marone thinking way ahead. Look, Tom Brady played last week. I don't want to even hear it. But Tom Brady's not a safety. No, no, no I'm saying, to get well, I'm saying like Foles. Like Foles, Foles could have got Foles could play a series or two. I agree with that. I don't think throwing him out there for two series is – the, the, difference, the, the difference is if you're a quarterback, you have the ball in your hands to, like, get rid of. Like, if you're a safety and the play comes right at you, there's not a lot you can do about that. Like, you have to, you know, you got to try to tackle somebody. But if you're full and someone's about to hit you, just fall down. Exactly. Like, who the hell cares? Mm-hmm. So. Get rid of the four preseason games. Make them two. Yep. Yeah. I feel that. I think everybody Dude, agrees with that. Good point about that. Good point about the games. Dude, good point about the Jags. <laughs> All right. That's what I'm here for. My Any final other? thought, though. My final thought, the Jags are going to the Super Bowl. I'll see you all there. In all right. Miami. Classic. Yep. Graham, you got a final thought? Um, just that uh, the Titans are a 
terrible business idea again. <laughs> um, seems to be the same final thoughts every year. Dude, I, I've, <laughs> I've been saying Jack's going to Super Bowl since pod one, and I will never stop saying because I know we're going, and I will be there. Well, I might not for sure be there, but I'll see y'all there maybe tailgating the week before. Okay, okay, no, I will give one serious final thought. I hope that next week when we do this pod, we have more positive Will Richardson talk. I hope so. Who? Do, hey, is, how about this? How, that who, is some nerdy, beefy offensive line talk. For that sure. That's what we want. Who, who do y'all want or expect to break out next week? That's the last question. This coming – and I can't say Will Richardson. You can't. Someone sure, that you mean one. like in two days this week? Yeah. Or not, like like uh, week three? Uh, Thursday? Like this week. This week. Like Thursday. I just want to see Minshew – Minshew, that thing around, man. Minshew I want to see a to prior, baby. I want to see a touchdown. <laughs> I just want to see some points on the board. I mean, we still haven't scored yet. Maybe Lambo hits a 55 yarder. That'd be sweet. Yeah, that'd be nice. Bro, Lambo, Paul, and I ain't gonna play. Marone's like, sit down. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. let someone else kick it. We can't have you taking two steps and tweaking your ankle. Yeah, can't have it. <laughs> All right, but this is a low known fact. This is the last time the Bowl City Bros. We'll be together recording the pod for a little bit of time. Because yours truly, Don Redman, will be me to Australia for a little bit of time. I'll be back, Sheesh. though. And Graham's, Graham's going back to Gainesville. I am. It's true. And then Cam's going back to Nashville. Enemy territory. It's enemy territory. It's tough. He's brave out there. It is true. Cam's got to brave it out there for us. Dude, I stick out for the Jags every second of my life in Nashville. It's tough, I will say. But I do it for the love of the Jags. Dude, we need to get Bulls City Bros merch out there. No, we'll that was coming. We'll make it happen, but but don't worry, because the pod will keep going. Are we selling this bitch? Yeah, the pod will keep going. We haven't figured out the exact logistics of that. The pod's worldwide, boys. Dude, Australia. We're going international. The pod international waters. So no, nobody, nobody worry about that. No, you were a great guest. I appreciate y'all having we me. Pre- yeah, absolutely. We appreciate having you and. Um, but I will say our next guest might have a thick Australian accent, and that might be slightly more entertaining. Probably know nothing hey, about football. Probably not nearly as <laughs> knowledgeable fine. as you. We'll it's have fine. him on just so we can hear his voice. <laughs> True. <laughs> Whoever that guy is, we'll figure that out. Yeah, but it's been a pleasure starting this pod with you guys, and we're going to keep it going. doesn't end here. It's not. Oh, it's, it's going to keep going strong. All right. I believe that concludes episode five of the Bold City Bros podcast. Y'all have the best week of your entire life. Thanks for listening to the Bold City Bros. Catch us on Spotify, SoundCloud, or Apple Podcasts every Monday evening. Also follow us on Instagram at Bold City Bros Podcast or Twitter at Bold City Bros. Also visit our website at boldcitybros.home.blog.